Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you mind welcoming um, our listeners to the episode... 16, is it? 15? No, it's 15, well, isn't it? 15, you, 15. You had to go at me for yeah, And you're in a bad mood today as well, so how I... Do you so, know what? I so don't, come on, jolly it up now. I don't like anything. I don't like rugby. I don't like this podcast. I don't like you. I don't oh, want to I hate you doing, as well. I don't want to don't do worry. this. Yeah, welcome to the Rugby yeah. Jobby Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wales have oh, beaten England again. That's it. These lovely, yeah, loyal we, listeners that we built up, and that's what you <laughs> give them. No, I should. Well, oh, actually... Mate. No, we, Is there well, a reason we, for your ire? I just fed up with playing against Wales, particularly Wales, <laughs> and going. How and it not did they being win certain. But I'm not. No, but I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying there was anything unfair. Mm. I'm not saying Wales didn't deserve really? to win. Of course they deserve to win. Really? But you still look at the game. I will no, say there was. No, I no because I think the ref. The referee made two decisions which were incredibly dodgy, which I think shouldn't have been given. I, oh, can we first of all start? First of all, start by say, just talk about predictions right. very quickly. All right. What okay, was your, your prediction okay, was Wales? Your prediction was Wales by five. Yes. Yes. My prediction was a twenty-five all draw. Remember, exactly. with about so 60, I was closer. Yeah, but just remember, with about sixty-four no, minutes to go or something, it was twenty-four yeah. all. If yes. those two tries that were not legitimate, <laughs> we no. If if the the quickly taken penalty if, and the score by Josh Adams, if the, the Lewis game Rees, had been abandoned, yeah. But no, yeah. if the Lewis Rees Samets knock on had had not been given, had had been given, mm, um, it was. It would have been twenty six twenty four to Wales, cumulatively yeah. fifty points, very near yeah. twenty five twenty five, which is what I predicted. Then That's you look it. at Ireland, Italy, and I said, you know, win by 35 points by Ireland, and it was 38 points. I'm just on it, yeah. I think. You'll get, you'll get it. But, but, you, but, but Wales won by 40 points to 24, so... Yes. I mean... But I like, can't. I without can't. your technicalities... Yeah. Um, I, know, I, 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 I was can't allow. I can't allow for a, a mad... Uh, he wasn't mad, French referee, and I don't want to cause him God, hassle. God, I mean, it's hard not to look at those two tries... And and at the very least, go. That's a really peculiar decision. Those are really peculiar decisions. Really, really out of the ordinary. And most referees would have would have would have gone. Well, no. I mean, you can't take that kick because they're. I've just told told them to go and speak to each other, and they're huddled under the posts. You know. Yeah. And the second one was clearly a knock on. Yeah. Clearly a knock on. You would have to do some real mental gymnastics to come up with the conclusion of anything other than that is a knock-on. Mm. You know, th this is where I mean, like, the laws are becoming so complicated now yeah. that people, that referees and officials can't go with their sort of gut instincts. They have to go with the letter of the law, and the letter of the law is confusing sometimes. So you're, you end up with decisions like that second one where 
even look at his face. Uh, Reese Samit's face yeah. was like, well, I didn't score that. <laughs> no, that wasn't a score. I was, I knocked it on. And the referee and already said on-field decision try when it looks. Like, I mean, I also think somebody needed to have had a word with Gazer and remind him that the Welsh also voted for Brexit. It wasn't an English thing. I think that was in his head. Yeah. He probably got yeah, that there wrong. there was definitely a piece of that. You have a right know. to referee like that when we're glad, playing Scotland gl- I think he's glad to see England go, uh, Pascal yes. was. Is that, um, no, but, but, but I, I don't know. I, I, it just, it, it's... Uh, but he was so pedantic. That was the thing. It was like, you know, really, really... Really harsh calls. There were so but, many harsh penalties he gave away. Having said know, that... In, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Wales Wales deserved to win. Having said all that, I think Wales deserved to win. And also, England we, had so much notice of this referee. I was at the game. The one time I've been to Cardiff was the warm-up to the World Cup, August 2019. He gave... Away, he gave um, Wales a similar. They took a, they took a, a, a penalty quickly and ended up scoring yeah. from it when uh, Anthony, Anthony Watson, Watson was leaving the field after being given a yellow That's card. And yeah. he's got previous on this, and they knew, and they must have known he was a pedantic referee or pernickety mm. about about things. Mm. Um, so they needed how do you, to be how much do you more stop? I mean, you, you know, you got someone like Maro Toji who who is not currently playing at club level and he's hmm. he's like a caged animal isn't he so he's desperate to get out on the field desperate to play and you know he's probably overreaching a little bit he's probably trying just a bit too hard and he's just giving away too many penalties now he plays right on the edge and he always has done some referees are just going to allow that I mean he got pinged five times you look at lots of those and you hear the commentators both I think it was Jonathan Davis Brian Moore going that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, he, he was that's right harsh. there. He was right. He mm. was nearly doing brilliant stuff. I think England yeah. played some yeah. really good stuff. I think Itoje was on the verge of having like a nine out of ten game, and actually there were lots of little decisions where he messed up. Yeah. I think Billy Vanapola is right back on. He yeah. was thundering he, runs. He had um, a he had a he had a great game. We had them in lots of ways, but the Welsh the Welsh do this thing if they just. And it's and it's honestly why I, how I believe they get to semi-finals of World Cups with half their team injured, and they they just mm. know how to make absolutely the most of the resources they have. I I, don't, I just think the Welsh are so damn good at that, and it's not that they're a bad mm. team. I don't think they played that well. They didn't play that well considering the great players yeah. they've got. Reece Samit didn't have a brilliant game. Nobody, you know, they they, they just made the most of all the moments they had. England were having a season like this 18 months before the 2019 World Cup. Yeah. 18 yeah. months before you yeah. were calling them geniuses. I or agree. Not people were for beating New Zealand. It's a mm. matter of inches. It's a matter of the smallest little margins. And virtually everything went yeah. against England and they lost out on loads of decisions. And... And Wales, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't that Wales are lucky. Wales just, they, they don't make mistakes. Callum Sheedy comes on and plays perfectly, kicks every single yeah. goal. He's got to start for player, Wales now. He? He's a really yeah, good player. Yeah, um, I think I think they're managing that very well, actually, between him and Bigger. I think I think because you know bringing him in, like they're giving him a half, a whole half. That's unusual. He did it against um, did it against Scotland. They brought him on just before half time. And I mean, basically, they, well, they turned that around with Cat, and he's very reliable. He's a really, really good player. First half was just sort of, um, it was was just really hard to watch. It was just, you know, we were just getting pinged. For, I, I always worry when I watch England, and in the first sort of ten minutes, like three penalties had, had gone against us. Yeah. Because I always think 
And it happened against Scotland. I think it was five minutes in. It was like two or three penalties that had already been given against us. And I, and I always think that that rattles us as a team. And we find it very hard to stop giving away penalties after that. Yeah, they they don't to I mean, adjust. It's like, no. it's like Martin Johnson was going, just step back, don't go in, don't go in. And, yeah. and giving away penalties. Yeah. I can understand if you're giving away lots of penalties when they're five metres from your line. But it's when it's it's mm. sort of kickable, but outside the twenty-two, and they're giving away needless penalties that aren't yeah. from being in a desperate situation. It's yeah, just... and I know it's all about sort of it's all about dominance, and it's all about you know trying to dominate the other team, and to do that you have to play on the edge, and you have to compete for every ball. But I think this team, the amount of caps they've got, you know, they need to be. I mean, God, who am I to? Like to tell them how to play rugby, but you need to sort of think. Well, we need to like Wales. We need to play a bit smarter. We yeah. know when to go into a breakdown. Know when not to go into a breakdown. You know, the breakdown is just a mess at the moment. Like Nigel Owens did a an interview the other day where he said it's you know players don't know how to approach the breakdown because referees don't know how to ref ref the breakdown. It's not being refereed properly. There's all sorts of um, infringements that take place and get pinged sometimes and don't get pinged other times. And mm. that's all about interpretation. And if and and it seems to me like the game's become so complicated now. The, the laws are so complicated, especially around the breakdown. That's why we've been seeing so many games where teams have just been kicking the ball away because they yeah. don't want to take it into contact because they don't know what's going to happen when they do. I think you're right, though, Hal. I think I think it is it it's inches. You're right, it's inches. And all, like Clive Woodward used to say that he said, you know, World Cup finals, all these big games are just won by millimeters, tiny, yeah. tiny decisions here and there. And I think at international level, that's what it's like. Like a year ago, Wales were fifth in the table, and all right, they've had some luck this year. You know, with the foot going down to fourteen men twice and having the referee on their side <laughs> in this last game, and also they were we were very lucky not to go down to 14 men as as well this you know this this last game the amount of penalties that we gave away we were oh, lucky not, not to, to have get somebody. a yellow probably yeah 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 not to get a yellow you know i just i don't think it's going to take much well it it might take a lot of hard work but it's you know you just need one performance click it back in and you go all right we're we are we're on track again but i think Wales whales are going to probably Go on and win the Grand Slam. They've just found a way of winning. Have they got? Have they got France at home? I know they've got to play France in Paris, but they're just there's something fearless and impressive about Wales. And confident they just, now. They must, their confidence must be sky high. Yeah, and they just you don't know they 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 they've come away like Scotland and England, uh, you know, and they've won two tough games there. They really mm. have. Um, you know, they got Italy next, which is a week off. Yeah, and then, I bet um, you. I bet you they only beat Italy by about fifteen points. I think. I, it, I think you thing. said. I think you said Italy may may target Wales this year. I think that's. <laughs> I, think I think that, that was might. one of your pre-tournament you, predictions. Wales will relax. I think Wales have got a really good. I think they have a psychologist, but I think they they just they're psychologically so right, and also they don't have many. They do have 
a pretty full strength team and they've got some really great mm. players who've still got more forms I mean I think Liam Williams plays is playing pretty well but he's gonna he's better than he's playing he, uh, Lewis you have to remember right you have to remember these players like two I mean a lot of them played in the 2015 World Cup against mm. England at Twickenham we, another where game where you look players to go down. how did we lose that game yeah, how did we lose there were two that players game? down riddled with injury and they still mm. managed to win yeah. So psychologically, they are a really, really tough side. Really tough. I mean, they probably won't win a Grand Slam now. We say they're going to, but but uh, <laughs> I, I hope think... they do. Actually, I hope they do. I, hope yeah, they do. I don't know. I know See, you I... don't hope they do no. because you don't like them. No, I do. I think I'm. I am quite fond. I've always been a big supporter of the fact that Wales are such a ballsy team and they also do have some great players I just think sometimes they win and they don't play that well but but I think that team is capable weirdly that Welsh team is capable of playing a lot better than they did against England even though they won by 16 points and put the largest yeah. score they ever have done so I just I just can't bear it when they win and I go how how did that happen um, no, but I think done. I think they'll yeah they could well do it against France but then the expectation will be high against France and France, you know. But never, I just don't I mean, think that's the sort of thing that Wales just don't buy into. They don't buy into that sort of expectation and pressure yeah. and stuff. They just handle that stuff so well. Much but better did, than we seem to at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Can I just say, though, don't you think we are becoming yeah. maybe a little bit like France? And it's what I've always wanted. I like that thing of going, England, they're kind of rubbish and they turn up and they might be great, they might be terrible. Yeah. I want <laughs> yeah. to, if they have a good season, they have a bad season. Uh-huh. Loads of things going my yeah. way. I've changed Eddie Jones's behaviour because he took the defeat very well. He didn't say anything mm-hmm. too horrible. He wasn't too. Well, he doesn't want to get. He's only so much money that Joe, Eddie Jones got. You know, he can't keep getting fined because he, <laughs> like, he he says if if he questions the referee's decisions publicly, then he gets a fine, doesn't he? Yeah. And also, he didn't need to question the referee's decisions publicly. Like if if you're constantly getting pinged at the breakdown and everyone's looking at it, going, "Oh, I don't really know," you know, why they're getting mm. pinged. Eddie, and Eddie Jones goes, "I know why they're getting pinged. They shouldn't be." You can kind of then then that's very frustrating for him. But everyone can see the decision that the referee made was 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 controversial at best. So he doesn't need to say... I mean, I know I'm going to be frustrated and England probably will be rubbish for the next two games. In one of the next games, England will click, I think. And I Mm. suspect it'll probably... I don't know, though. They might have their confidence shattered by France in two weeks. But then we don't know about COVID. uh, So... Because isn't it there a French health minister or something who said he might just yeah. pull the French team out or something? It's just... If it gets worse. Could we play... Maybe it's... in two weeks. In two weeks. So in two weeks, if if they can't play, and then... Can't we play Scotland again or something? Couldn't they reschedule? Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> England... Give hi, guys. Hi, everybody of the Six Nations. England need your help. Because We'd they, like to play you again, to... if that's OK. Cause, and, and, and if we win this time, that's the one that matters. That's the one that counts. Yes. The other one doesn't count. Should we move on to Ireland, Italy, Ireland? Did you see Italy, Ireland? I what did I did I see any of that game? I don't think I did. I saw a bit of it. I saw a little bit of it, but I'm I'm almost boycotting the the, the Italy games now. Yeah, because I just don't see the point of it. I keep reading reviews of this game. Okay, I've got a couple of points. Because good, I'm pleased you didn't see it because then I can talk Very, more yeah, you can without just talk. interruption. I'll have something to say. I'll have something to say. I, Ireland, mm. Ireland are. 
they were a lot more consistent, I, I thought, than they just gradually took them apart, played really well. And yet lots of reviews are going... Anyone can oh, be Ireland's... consistent against Italy. Well, I, the people saying, though, Ireland aren't quite, you know, they aren't quite firing on all cylinders. They were definitely better than, say, England were against Italy. There weren't a lot of mistakes and drop passes. Mm. Sexton didn't miss a kick. There was like eight kicks or something. They were, they just look. Ireland, I think, are yeah. They, I think, as I say, I, I hope England go to go to Dublin and can beat them, and that's the game we could target. But I still think Ireland are good. I mean, yeah, they are going through a bit. They you know they they lack a bit of uh, quality at the moment, but they're still good. Italy again scored well one nice try. Uh, they do some nice attacks. They keep possession for ages. This. The pro- Italy are proving that I'm so wrong about my defence coach stupidity when I said defence coaches are stealing a living. Oh, there's one a surprise. Thing, there's one a thing surprise. Italy need is a defence coach. Do you know what would be brilliant? Talk about mm. everybody helping each other to help other teams. Get Sean, Sean, um, Edwards. Sean Edwards for um, one season, see what he can do in, in Italy. Wouldn't that be brilliant <laughs> just to see? Because, because I think Italy Sean are Edwards too should... easy. You, they, everybody makes ground against them. People cut through them. It's their defence that is the problem. Italy I would think be Sean Edwards okay... should work for France, be contracted to France, but do pro bono work with Italy. Exactly. Like he, should, he should do a couple of weeks a year with Italy. Just, also, just say, just for the good of the game. Just for the good of the game, Italy. But, That's but what I mean. if nothing changes and Italy are still rubbish and then my point is proved and we just get rid of defence coaches. They don't make a big mm. enough difference because you, maybe Italy just do need, you know, just... Be, I, don't, I don't know, they just there's, there's too many times I've seen people stroll through their back line or just, you know, Ireland got through... And do you know just what, though, with Italy, They don't hit back in the tackle in the same way other I, I, teams... I just to, think they, they, like, they must be looking for solutions all the time with Italy. So they're just like, going, well, if we just do... The, the amount of... The amount of stuff they must be told, do you, do you know what I mean? The amount of notes and on-field messages they must get, and because they're constantly on the back foot, they're constantly trying to plug holes and do this and do that. So their heads must be scrambled all the time because they just they just see themselves as eternal losers, you know. And, and that's, I, I must, that's it, unfortunate. And, yeah, and it it is bad at attracting fans as well. You know, even when fans come back. Yeah. There was a friend of mine who said he went to see a game. He went to see the last game in Rome. He went to Italy and he, went, and he said, you know, the fans, you know, it's the Italian fans don't seem like they expect they're going to win ever. Well, they, they just sit there they, looking. They, they look great. They've got nicer clothes than us. And they just <laughs> go here for the day out. It's lovely. <laughs> Good looking. And we're going to lose. But So that is quite bad in terms of attracting people to the game. But if you don't put them in this competition, then they just go and win everything in the well, next I don't think level. They do. Like they so would it, beat Georgia. I, they they are in as this sort of mid rank thing. And as I said, I don't know, man. They wouldn't I mean, beat Fiji. They wouldn't be no. They wouldn't be most of the Pacific Island teams. But I think defence is the key for Italy. Is, well, is I don't that, know what the key is. I I, I don't know what the key is because it's it's the, the game just twenty years. It hasn't developed at all, at all, not at all. Twenty no, years I, they've been in it. No, they, they, years. They, twenty years. They used to get the odd win. They used to often win once. You know, and now they don't get any wins. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I just, I, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I've been so right about Eddie Jones, uh, you know, that I've changed his behaviour. I've been... I, so you're saying your solution for Italy is a good defence coach, yes. something that they have completely overlooked <laughs> like, think, for the last 21 going, years. Oh, my God, can someone just get thought, a message? Shit, man, we, we forgot about the defence coach. Maybe oh they don't God. have one. <laughs> Why don't we get one in? <laughs> but I, I do think there's a real possibility, you know, that they've got Garbisi is is uh, is very young, their fly half, and even though he got injured before, I think they should just disband um, the Italian done. team and they should let, allow the Italian players to play anywhere else in the world and just qualify for other teams on residency. That's what they should do. I think it would be very interesting if Italy. Look at my, I'm just changing, moving my notes <laughs> there. Notes. Be very yeah. interesting if it, if Italy got a really decent defence coach who came in and really organised them. I'd, I'd. They but maybe they have do. got a decent defence coach, <laughs> you know, and maybe the head defence coach is sitting in the stands just going, oh, forget it, forget it, I can't, I don't know what to do. And they won't buy into my system. They won't, they won't, you know, it's attitude, isn't it? And that's what I mean. Like, defence is attitude, it's all about attitude. But if, you're, if you don't have any confidence, then it's really hard to summon that attitude. Should we should we cover club games very quickly? Should I give you a quick update yes. on Saris? I I what? Oh yeah, go on then. I just, <laughs> just take five minute look, nap while look, you while look, you just, cover this. They they played a, they played a friendly against Coventry. I know everybody oh, cares great. about doing, but um, it was Coventry, was it? Yes, it was at Coventry at the Butts. What's it called? Butts Park Arena. It was a Butts Park Arena where you, you <laughs> park kidding? your butt um, <laughs> and uh, and watch a game of rugby. Now Saracens thrashed Coventry in the end, forty-seven twelve. But still, you know, about twenty minutes to go, it was only like still nine close. points in it, and they just ran away with no. it. And it's going to be yeah, dangerous. That's, it. that's what Saracens are going to do with that with most most sides, aren't they? They're going to look. They're going to tear away in the last 20 minutes when they can bring on their mega bench. No, but the thing is, the championship is only a few... It's reduced number of games. We have to get into the playoff. The playoff for to, to get to get promoted. There I has think to be, will. There's a playoff I think end. you will. Yeah, but that is the problem. There, there is a chance. You lose a couple of games. Other people play great. We don't know what the points thing is. Honestly, Saris are... I mean, I, I'm... I, it's going to be quite squeaky bum time to make sure... You know, things, there's no TMO in the championship. Do you know that? You could get a dodgy decision against you and no one's going to check it on the field. Saris have it to start like you're away. De- you're demonstrating unnecessary anxiety, Hal. Well, I don't want to talk about it because I am, as I'm presenting the online somebody, Saris show, um, <laughs> from somebody games. looking in at Saracens, and I think anybody else that looking in on Saracens playing in the championship, you would go, if they don't get back up to the premiership, there is something... Really, something has gone terribly wrong. This game this weekend is going to be close. They will go to Cornish Pirates in Penzance, Cornwall, spookiest county in, in England to me. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I like Cornwall, but I wouldn't like Haunted to be out... Haunted by all the shipwrecks, isn't it? I don't want to be outdoors at night and stuff like that in Cornwall. It's a creepy, yeah, funny lots county. Of, lots, of, and, um, lots of torches and... Yeah, like, you, know, you just feel like someone's going to put a spell on effigies. them. As, yeah, you just feel yeah, like it's yeah. druids and That's why Exeter do so, so well, isn't it? Of, well, because they're, 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 they're that way. They're they're, like, no, they're not quite Cornwall, are they? But and everything. They're Devon. 
<laughs> but it's heading that way towards sure. creepy county. Um, so I th- I'm really worried about this Cornish Pirates game, um, and I'm worried about. I I, I just well, think because there Sarah- might be a hex on the Saracens. No, I just I just think Cornish Pirates are going to be think, a real handful. I think it's cursed. I think this game is cursed. <laughs> did yep. you see? Did yep. you what? You watched Sale Exeter, yep. didn't you? Didn't I, I see? I watched Sale Exeter. Yes, Sale turned over Exeter. Yeah, I think Sale did a very good job on the line against Exeter again. You know, they they kept them out. They, you know, they sort of. Yeah, but they were da- Jack Yendel got sent off after about twenty five ah, minutes. That's right. That's right. He got sent. Right. This is an example. Okay, so the complicated. You know the 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 the, the adaptation the players are having to make which is very difficult. Jack Yendel mm. has. Played two hundred times for Exeter, like yeah. Premiership rugby. He's never been carded of any sort, and now he's red card, red card, bang straight away. Yeah, and you know it's it's these these are sort of these are sort of it's quite a brutal time to be a player, isn't it? Because it is. You know the it- the referees are really really clamping down on on any sort of head contact, and then it's and it's for the good of the players. But I think. You know, like sort of play, the current crop of professional players are thinking, well, this is very difficult for us because this is how we've played the game, you know, right from when we were young. Yeah. So the, 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 real, the real pressure is on grassroots coaches and school coaches now to try and instill different practices, I guess, um, in sort of clearing out breakouts, breakdowns and what have you. They're just going to say, well, you can't go in there because there's a good chance you'll get red carded if yeah. you do that and this is sort of under eight, under 11 <laughs> do you know what I mean well you can't go it's in the same it's these things yeah you've got to make sure you're wrapping arms and doing things I like know this, but all this chill. stuff is like it's junior coaches that have got the responsibility of sort of making sure that the kids are learning this stuff at that level so that it just becomes you know instinctive to them so that we're not having to deal with this generation after generation How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. London Which I worry a bit about. I mean, London Irish... Just a London Irish are a tricky, tough team with all their sorts of experience and all their stuff. So very good. Yeah. Um, Wasps were so good, and they seem to have lost it a bit, and they don't, no one really mm. knows why. So quickly running, th- sorry, running through the rest of the Harlequin. It was I was quite happy with all the club results because Exeter lost and Harlequins lost. Harlequins lost to Newcastle, um, and it's the first time this year Quins have lost. But so I and the first try is was it? scored by isn't this for a great name for a player, Callum Chick. Callum Chick name. scored the first try for Newcastle. I just think that's I think there's something really cool oh, about being a tough guy flanker, but being called Chick. Hi, right, Chick. Chick. Callum yeah, Chick. Chick. It's kind of edgy. Um, Callum Chick. So yeah, uh, but, it's a good name. Harlequins nearly did it. Harlequins are very, you know, they're still, I think something like third in the table or something. So they're still, they're still a, you know, they they, they have become a very good team recently, Harlequins. It might be that they're doing very well because everybody's got other, their other players away. But, uh, and they don't yeah. lose so much. And they've still got Joe Marler and people like that, you know, and Don Brandt and all that lot beating people up. So, um, so, and yes. they, oh, they had, they had a guy scored two great tries, Tyrone Green. Oh, I've never seen before. Mm. A South African. South Africans are like becoming the new sort of Brazilians worldwide, aren't they? Because New Zealanders don't tend to Play share anywhere. their players around the world. South Africans, you just know you're going to get quality with a South African, I think. They just don't seem to I ever also play. think that is to do with um, the time difference. You know, if you want to play for South Africa and play in Europe, you can because you've only got a fly, one overnight flight back, no time difference. You can just yeah. go wake up the next morning and you're ready to play. Can't do that That's in true. New Zealand, Australia. My name. One but of my I like that. I like, I like lots of South Africans coming back to Saris because we we started the big South African thing. You know, we've still got Francois Pinar involved with the club from the nineties and uh, mm. and I just I, I just like it. I like South Africans in, in rugby. I think they're I think they're they just there's just something uncompromising about them and quite proper and yeah. Anyway, so Sale uh, have got their fair share of South Africans, haven't they? Yes, exactly. Sale are yeah. really good. Well, they've got like one family, about four from one family. <laughs> yeah, the Duprees and, and um, Faf. Faf yes. I just it's love the. Like I love the name Matt way Berry. he's called Faf, and he doesn't really Faf. He's a very no. He's very direct. <laughs> it's very yeah. yeah. I think he's no he's, faffing he, about. I should be called Faf. I really should be called Faf. <laughs> Faf oh God, that's me. Faf Cruttenden. Oh, Faf Cruttenden's on. Faf by that's name. Funny. Faf by nature. Oh God. That's funny. I really should change my name by deed poll to Faf. Faf. That just suits me so well. Um, Faf Cruttenden. <laughs> oh God, not Faf Cruttenden. Oh God, it's just such a draw. Oh, it's, a, it's a difficult working with Hello, Faf. Hello, my name's Faf Cruttenden. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, what else have we... Oh, Bristol-Leicester, can I go to very quickly? Yes. Bristol, having yes. lost lo- shipped loads of points to London Irish last week, let them back in, didn't let Leicester's even score a try. They're def- Bristol were all defence this week. They still... They beat Leicester 17-3. Um, yeah. I have yeah. a... You know, I... 
I, I still am very fond of Bristol. I'm upset that Callum Sheedy plays for them because he's so good and was such a part in just they've taking two, England apart. Two, they've got two international fly halves, I think, Bristol. Callum Sheedy and that other guy that stands in for him, he's also Welsh. Ewan Lloyd, is it? Yeah, it is Ewan he's Lloyd, isn't brilliant. He? He's a he's brilliant good. player. And they've got... Oh no, it's then. Sorry, that's wasps. Have got Charlie Atkinson. Sorry, I'm just, yeah, no, they do. They've, they've, they're they're very, very good. good. As well. Interesting moment. Okay, um, I was. I saw a yellow card in this game. I've saw this in two games. One was definitely deserved, and one wasn't. The, when? How do you rule when a knock-on's deliberate? Sometimes people get yellow cards, deliberate knock-on, and they, yes, they put their arms wide because they are, might be trying to stop the pass. Yeah, Mario Tony got control- pinged for this for England um, yeah. on Saturday. He was he was lurching through the line out, got yeah. hold of the scrum half, and he knocked the ball out of his hand. And they said it was deliberate knock-on. And I just think give the knock-on totally, or maybe even give a penalty, but don't yellow card them. No, don't yellow card no. them until you're a del- absolutely sure he's just yeah. gone. Sod that! I'm I'm stopping that try or something. I'm taking one for the team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think I think that's. Can I just have a word of the referees? Can you imagine if behaviour does start changing because, because of, of things this. I say? We, Eddie Jones's yeah. behaviour's changed, and if this, I, I've got such the a power. So I'm in that behavior. angry mood where I think that I've got power. Anyway, You've so Bristol, power, yeah. Bristol, very good. Gloucester Faff. won. Gloucester won for only the second win of the season. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see this. Gloucester like, beat Worcester 22-14 at home. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Gloucester, Gloucester have had it coming. I mean, I, I I don't mean as in, you know, they, they've been very close the last couple of weeks yeah. to, 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 to winning one. And, very, uh, yeah. And if very they were going to beat anyone, it probably would have been Worcester. Yeah. So that's about right. I saw the... Um, I saw Northampton v Bath. Oh, I watched did you? it. I had to as a plan, as a palate cleanser on Sunday night <laughs> after the after the debacle of Saturday. I said I can't just leave my rugby weekend like that. Um, so yeah, I watched Northampton Bath and Northampton running away with it first half, playing very yep. well all over the park, some scoring some good tries, and then Bath just stuck at it, ground it out, ground it out. Stop! They stopped a couple of tries on the line. They had a, like Northampton had two tries disallowed, held up over the line. Really good defensive. Yes, effort from Ben Bath. Spencer. I, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. Did ben Spencer and talking and, about um, uh, Lewis uh, and and Ludlam. He he should have scored and dropped one over the line as well. Oh, so you- I think that that gave them enough confidence to kick on. Have you noticed this in the last twenty years? The number of tries that are held up. Players are so skillful at getting themselves I know, underneath. getting their body underneath. I that know, just incredible. didn't used to happen. It's certainly an amateur era, and certainly probably yeah. 20 years ago, you didn't get players throwing their body or contorting themselves or getting their leg under or a hand under. It's so impressive. Or actually it's... pulling pulling the try scorer onto you. Yes, onto your back. holding them. Hold yeah. Them. I mean, sorry, do you know what yeah. I was going to say? I was about to go, they must practice that. And I bet they do, of course. <laughs> they're professional no, rugby just, players. wing it. Or was I just go, All right, we're not going to we're going to practice everything today except for <laughs> like uh, saving track or saving holding tries up over the line. I again, that. I only saw okay highlights uh, of all these games. Did Zach Mercer played really well, didn't he? I like him. Yes, he played very well. He's going to France. Zach I know. Well, he's given up on England, hasn't he? He's still only isn't he only like twenty four yeah. or something? Um, he could be England. Back, can't he? I, he, he, I think there's a, lot, a number of England players where we think I'm not going to play for England under this coach. So yeah. after the next World Cup cycle, you know, I can come back. Might as well go go to France for a couple of years.
What else have we got to talk about? I put a tweet out about this that I think is really interesting. Did McLaughlin. you see Sonia McLaughlin? Sonia McLaughlin. Um, she got who, she got a, she got abuse on Twitter for basically asking the questions that had to be asked after the yeah. game. It's well, it's it's just what journalists are meant to do. They're meant to go for you know the contentious point in the game. They, of course, they want a headline. Of course, they're trying to bring out. Um, they they want Owen Farrell to go. The refs are disgrace. Or Eddie Jones to go. We were robbed. Or so but also you you can't. But but apart from apart from that, apart from trying to get a headline, you have to. Those are the most contentious issues of the game. And mm. as a journalist, you have to ask about. You have to ask those questions. You have to. You have to exactly. ask. You know what what you made of that or what your opinion on on that is because that's what everybody is sitting at home going ask Owen what he thinks about that try even if yeah. he's not going to answer you'd have to ask the question wouldn't you exactly and also i can't help feeling that some of the vitriol that comes out of of uh rugby fans about this moment is because and i put this in a tweet to deliberate because i like tweeting things that are deliberately can make things people angry I think it's. I think they wouldn't have been. It wouldn't be the same if it was coming from a man. If it was coming from a male commentator, going, you know, or, or pundit, or inter, sorry, interviewer, going, not a pundit, an interviewer, going. What do you think about this? I think it's. I think there are certain people that have a reaction to hearing a woman's voice talking about rugby and being at all controversial or saying anything that's at all dodgy. It's to me. This is. Do you know what I mean? Because it's to do with when no, you've I got, do, and I tell you what, got... I, I I watched like before the game. She sat down with Owen Farrell, and he mm. is the chippiest bloke. I mean, mm. he just like he's straight fat. You know, he'll mm. give you nothing. Mm. And she had to ask him about his form going into this game. You know, mm. you, you know, on the back of Billy Villapola saying that his form had been rubbish. Yeah, and she had to basically ask Owen Farrell if he thought he had been playing badly. And he just, you know, he had he just stonewalled her. And That's I just thought, hats off, hats off. I mean, you've well, got to ask those questions, but it's, it's, you know, you've got to be brave to do that. Talking, talking about what Billy, Billy Vinopola said, no one seems to notice this. Billy Vinopola, yes, he's had appalling, um, he's got some appalling opinions um, based on his religious background, I think, uh, about gay people and things like that. He's he is brilliant as in an interview because he does say the wrong thing. He would have been you want what? I bet you England went get Billy in the dressing room and keep him away from reporters because <laughs> yeah. Billy Vanapola will just he'll be he's honest brilliantly honest. He's he's so good. He he's a complete natural. I actually think Billy Vanapola will end up being a pundit. I, I think he's actually really worth it. But I. I you do notice this in when I make the point about um, female presenters or female pundits with Maggie uh, Alfonsi as well. Mm. You, it's when you're entering when you're entering an area that's been very white, male, middle class. It's like you get. It, it, I think this is exactly the same in politics. I'm getting slightly off rugby here. It's easier to get ahead in those fields if you are representing a more conservative point of point of view. This is why. As far as I'm concerned, the Conservatives have had the two first female prime ministers. It's why I think they'll they'll have the first BAME prime minister and BAME leader, probably Rishi Sunak, something like that. Because if you're coming into a very establishment thing, society doesn't like people who are from a minority coming into their thing and expressing progressive, more revolutionary viewpoints. And that's why a woman will get jumped on more than a man 
and somebody who's not white would get jumped on more than a white person expressing the same viewpoint in those institutions. I just I thought I'd make mm. a wider political point about that. I just think it's it, it is disgraceful, and I think Sonia McLaughlin's copped it for for being a woman asking tough questions and rugby fans. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, it's interesting, isn't it? I wonder if, um, you know, I wonder if she, if it had been, I don't know, John, John Inverdale asking those questions. Yeah. Um, you know, what sort of reaction he would have got. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, I don't know. Jesus. But anyway, it's horrible. And um, it, which it's, brings me on to my Twitter, other... isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's, Twitter's crazy anyway. It's crazy, man. It's it's well, like it's 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 like um, graffitiing on a wall and everyone reading it and going, oh, mm-hmm. is that what you think about me? You know, you wouldn't yes. take any notice of it in the toilet. You know, um, but it's, it's but not it's just social in a media. monologue, just being allowed to be expressed, and is and it's not something that you you know you ever normally hear. So it's yeah. it's, it's, it's shit if you're on the end. Well, of it's, it. it's, it's, really it's horrible. Any everybody, we never lived at a time where so many people want to be in the public eye and yet we've never lived in a time where it's been more unpleasant to be in the public yeah. eye. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you get yeah, more yeah, abuse, yeah. you know everything about... The price about you pay what... is just, yeah, horrendous. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of... I, get, I don't get that much, but I get a fair bit of crap behind under, you know, videos of me or... I mean, you must get masses or um, <laughs> things like... I don't get any. I don't get any. I don't get any controversy whatsoever. I make my point and they're really controversial and everyone agrees with me. Everybody. Oh God! Um, the other. This leads me on to the point of rugby fans believing they're better than football fans, and they aren't as psychopathic as football fans. It's true. But, it's not as tribal, is it? But it's sti- and it's still very, very unpleasant. I've come across so much unpleasantness in rugby. As I a think Saracen it's passive aggressive. I think it's more passive aggressive. You know, with rugby fans. With with football fans, it's much more overt, and they are, you know, they're quite happy to slay each other off. Oh but yeah, I, but also I, they're quite, happy, they're quite happy. Rugby fans, they're quite happy to insidious. hit each other. <laughs> they're quite happy yeah. to get violent. <laughs> yeah. But thing is, I'm on both sides of the fence on this because I'm going to say some really irresponsible things now, okay. um, which I'm, I don't think I have John, said. John, get this ready pod. with the scissors, John. Get I haven't ready with said. The I, haven't, I haven't said this on the podcast before, but. I really, to me, going to a football match and seeing football... Have I said this? I don't know if I've said this. I keep, I've keep i said Go this to on. about three people recently. I might have said this. I really enjoy watching football fans behaving like children. I love well, sitting in the ground. Well, most children. You, you know, no, 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 but they're middle-aged men turning and, and shouting at the opposition fans, <laughs> offering them outside, going, bring it, or you, and doing yeah. disgusting gestures. Yeah. The last football match I went to was about two years ago. I don't go very often, and I went with a friend to see Arsenal Spurs. So it was, you know, it was a derby, a and one. it was tense. And I've got... My friend had to leave early, because he's, he's an Arsenal fan. I'm not really allied. I'm sort of... For more yeah. fond of Spurs than Arsenal, actually, but I'm, um, and Spurs were beating Arsenal at the Emirates, and I'm I, so I wanted to stay because not only was the game going, a massive fight started, and um, and riot police had to come really? into a section of the ground. Yeah, riot police divided these fans. There was little fights going on, and it was really entertaining. How it did was the re- Arsenal firm fans get into the? Spurs or, or well, they were right next to each other. It was right at the divide between the two sections oh, right, of fans, okay. yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can't not say, oh, "This is this is a really st- I, obviously we don't want violence on terraces. Obviously, you don't want horribleness. But it, it, when you're safely story. sat higher up in the stand, it's very entertaining to watch. It's very I have a similar story. 
I went to see um, George Groves and um, another boxer from Birmingham, whose name I can't remember now. And there's a Wembley Arena. So when you went in, when you went into the into the stadium, you went That's through metal yeah. detectors. So there's no knives. There was yeah. no weapons, right? And mm. cheap uh, booze was really cheap. Tickets to get in were really cheap. So there was loads of people in there, loads from Birmingham, loads from London. And they and they were running battles across the um, the higher seats. I mean, literally, just like grown men just standing there going like that, I mean, just, just charging into each other. And I was with my wife. <laughs> we were just watching this fight in the ring, and then watching these fights. Just, I mean, huge brawls break out yeah. everywhere, and it's. Kind of terrifying and kind of exhilarating all at the same time. Exactly. You know, when you're watching them go at each other. Because you know, well, no one's going to get stabbed because they've all been through the metal detector. Yeah. Right. And it's just booze. It's just boo- booze and boys, you know, going at each other. Um, it seems exactly. to be that no one cared. They just, it was tolerant. I mean, if you were a steward, you wouldn't get in the middle of that, would you? No. Well, you, you know, I have, a fr- I have a friend who's a riot policeman. He used to a lot of training and was like one of the elite um that sits in a van and when it kicks off then they're brought in sort of riot police yeah, yeah, yeah the hard lads and um he said football was really good fun because they don't complain football fans they don't moan they're not like students who right, then launch yeah, complaints yeah, against you football <laughs> yeah. fans go yeah you're right to smash me in the face because I, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I, a I, it's a rack it's a rack and i'll take the hit it's, yeah. it, i mean that is that is that's the scary thing i remember marching as a student and it, it, this is in the late That's what 80s. That's they come for, though, isn't it? And, well, exactly. I was remember marching as a student in, in London and going and seeing all these police all tooled up and all these horses ready because there'd been trouble at the previous student thing. And I was looking at them going, they're terrified we're going to kick off. They're terrified of us. I was like a skinny little 19-year-old. And he said, do you know how much we want students to kick off? Do you know how much much we... Because to them, it's a rugby game. To them, it's actually, you know, being a riot policeman, when you're all trained up in it, you you can't wait to use your skills. I mean, that's a terrible thing. adrenaline is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if uh, something like that kicked off at a rugby game? It was so unusual, wouldn't it? uh, I mean, you saw fans fighting. I mean, it would be awful and it would ruin the game and we're not at all saying... (laughs) I'm so torn going, that's what you love about rugby, is that you take all the family and it must never become like football, but there's a little bit of entertainment in watching football fans fight. But, but, you know, let them keep it to them. But it doesn't mean that football (laughs) rugby fans aren't vile and the pontificating about... I mean, I've I've been doing it, I know, but the the the, the way all these the, these idiots these then they're they're usually middle aged men like us. So we are doing exactly what I'm moaning about. I mean, are we as bad as them? Those people that write under Guardian stories going, "Go, Farrell's not a ten. He's not a twelve. You just, Elliot Dave's never been a fullback." You, I don't know. I think maybe so. at I, least I, I, we know we're ridiculous. We know we're ridiculous. But if you're not, yeah. if you don't, if you really think you know something about rugby and have something to offer, you'd be professionally in the game. So just admit yeah, that all exactly. your pompous <laughs> asshole comments underneath <laughs> newspaper reports are just you venting. You don't know because you're not working. You know, you. The truth is, none exactly. of us know as much as any of these coaches that are all these players. I mean, you yeah. know more than me about the game to play because yes. you played it longer. Yes, that yeah. is fair. That but is. But then fair. you can you. Yes. But, but you've got small children and only watch half a game. <laughs> <laughs> but I still know more. Oh, we're going to say that next week. Next week on the podcast, 
Dan Leo is going to come on and talk to us about um, the problem that we've been discussing on this podcast before um, with regards to the Pacific Island players being poached, basically, from their native islands and, you know, playing for international teams around the world uh, and the impact it's having on um, those Pacific Island international teams and the fact that they can't basically play international games at home and all their players are getting nicked so that'll be a fascinating discussion won't it and and there's that what's the name of that documentary oceans apart i think oceans, oceans apart that's yeah, a good it's a very good documentary so look at look out for us trying to um get some i don't know maybe some sort of uh invitation from him to maybe do some tour of those areas oh, yes. to talk to people more about it and also look out yeah. for offensive comments from me that's saying it, that's it this is, we make this, this happen more this is often, in no way to I highlight will... their problem this is this is this is very much for us to get a free ride out to it's also slightly islands. for me to make the how do we get more of these kids to come over <laughs> <laughs> great they're, i mean it's like a third it's something i think i think that's a fact i got from the documentary it's a third of of um professional rugby players are from Tonga, Samoa yeah. or Fiji. I think it's something ridiculous. Well, um, they, they said they, yeah, they are the perfect specimens to play rugby, physically, athletically, you know. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to watch the documentary oceans apart about the problem that the Pacific Island teams and players face. It's free and included on Amazon Prime, like mm. a certain stand-ups uh, show, Chubster, <laughs> recorded a year ago. <laughs> if, if anybody would like to watch Never that as well. Never more than 10 seconds away from a self-promotion. It's good. I've just it's had a good. nasty comment from an American about it who gave me one star. So if you watch it, please... Really? Put it. No, but watch, uh, more importantly for next week, watch Oceans <laughs> Apart. <laughs> <laughs> what I've got a number of apart. shows on Netflix and Amazon. Uh, but I, anyway, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and no. So watch that because it is absolutely fascinating and brilliant. We've also it's a fallow week for the Six Nations next week, so we'll be back to so covering back to club rugby. Um, yeah. uh, we watch as many games stuff. as I can. But um, the big <laughs> the big headline for next week, of course, will be beginning of the championship. Cornish Pirates hosting Saracens in that spooky, spooky one. game. The in spooky Penzance. town. It's a haunted game. <laughs> <laughs> Cursed hex game. Watch, honestly, the ball will just suddenly take off of its own accord. Anyway, so yes, Thank see you, you next week. So if you want to get in touch, uh, all the usual ways, rugbyjubbly at dltentertainment.com, Twitter at Jubbly Rugby, uh, Instagram at Rugby Jubbly Podcast. There you go. So let us know what you think. Watch that documentary and let us know what you think. Okay. See you next week. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.